The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, everybody out there, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk. No politics, okay? I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, and I don't really have a sponsor today. I just want to give a shout out to a small business that I went to, and it's called The Nostalgic Nerd. And it is located in Keller, Texas at 121 Olive Street, right in Keller, Texas. I went to it. Really great place. Really great deals. Good prices on what retro video games they had there. Owner was super nice, super passionate about what he did. And one of the great things that I noticed is outside was a table, had all the sports titles you could want, and they were all $2. They were not clean. They were not tested but they were all $2 and it didn't clog up trying to find, I would say your, the titles that you were actually looking for. So there wasn't 90,000 Madden O2s or something like that while I was looking on the shelf for what I did buy. But in the $2 bin, I found a gem. I bought Skater Die, not the greatest game, but great title. So if you are in the Dallas Fort Worth area, please go check out the Nostalgic Nerd at 121 Olive Street in Keller, Texas. Super nice, super awesome, great business. I need to shout out small businesses, even though by the time this one comes out, Small Business Saturday will be over, but we should always support small businesses. So today we have the movie review. We are doing movie review and we are doing The Last Starfighter, as I said last last month. Do not have my son with me today. I do have a returning guest. Mr. Jordan Rosario, how are you doing? Or Mr. Jordan Rosario from the Keeping It 100 podcast. Like I'll give you a plug in there. So how are you doing today? Well, thank you. Thank you. But my friend, Andrew, first and foremost, thank you very much for having me back on Let's Talk But No Politics Okay. I remember our last conversation about, you know, what we wanted in terms of a voice actor doing our childhood roles. So I know we had a really fun conversation on there. And by the way, y'all should check that out on his show. Make sure you plug into that episode for my first time on the show. But man, I am so glad to be back. A lot of things have kind of changed for me since uh, I've been back on the show so uh with keeping up 100 podcasts we're not necessarily taking a break per se but there's just been a lot of things that have been going on i know leo has been doing you know fantastic work with this geekly goods channel you know desmond has been really working hard you know He's actually getting into a semi-professional league out here in Denver, Colorado, the Mile High Knights. So he's working on part of his football career for a little bit. And for me, I have actually gotten into Forex trading. I've actually partnered with a Forex trading company, Gobi Tradehouse, that I've had a lot of fun so far. So with starting in, in back in November, you know, being with a family that's helping me, you know, supporting me, encouraging me, pushing me to do things I didn't think were possible. So, you know, a lot of stuff has been going on right there but hey back to uh, what we back to the main topic here very appreciated to be on the show today <laughs> that's awesome to hear and so the last starfighter we are going to warn you there will be spoilers we're not leaving anything out we are going to talk about it this is probably i've seen this a bunch of times this is your first time seeing it so i'm going to shoot everybody a quick little plot line and then we'll get into how you felt about everything as well. So, The Last Starfighter, it came out July 13th, 1984. 
And it stars Lance Gaff, uh, Daniel Hillary, Rob Pat, Rob, oh, Rob Preston, sorry, and Catherine Mary Stewart. So not really big names that carried over, but some decent names for the time. So pretty much it centers around a teenager named Alex Rogan, lives in a trailer park, doesn't feel like he's going anywhere, gets rejected from scholarships, waiting on to hear a loan so he can get out of this trailer park. But the trailer park is, I think, a great community, but I'll get into more of that later. There's a video game there called The Last Starfighter, and this is what he mostly plays and everything else. And finally, one day he gets fed up. He goes up to plays the game. He gets the high score. And out of nowhere comes a particular looking car with a man, and he talks to him, and he takes him. So he meets the man's friend in the car that gives him a shock. And then all of a sudden, the friend gets out of the car, and he gets taken up to space. And he founds out that he is selected to become an elite fighter in a group to protect the frontier, which is this energy field protecting peaceful planets. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He just wants to go back home. And he, then he finds out, though, back home, the friend that he shocked is taking his place because he's some sort of android. And... While this happens, there's an attack on the Starfighters, which pretty much wipes everybody out. And then he goes back home, finds out that his family's still being attacked, has second thoughts, goes back. Like I said, this is real quick. We'll get into more stuff later. Goes back, goes, completes his Starfighter training, goes into an experimental Starfighter ship called another Star Gunner, but it's experimental. And saves the frontier from everybody. So that's pretty much the short gist of it. Is there anything else you wanted to add into there that I might have missed? I don't want to talk too much about it when I want to talk more about the movie than as well. So, uh, the only point I want to make is, and I guess since we're doing a spoiler discussion, we might as well just throw it out there. He was yeah. recruited illegally. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently, oh, yeah. apparently it wasn't code for him to get actually recruited. <laughs> yes, because Earth was not mature enough yet, which I think is absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, uh, listen, I'm not saying that I'm not mature enough, but if you're telling me I have to go into some intergalactic board that I have no idea who all these people are, but just, you know, go have fun with it, then I'd be like, uh, can we, can we, can we, Take that back just a little bit, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I, I forgot about that part that he's in there illegally. And then the other great part was uh, the game system wasn't even supposed to end up in the trailer park. It was supposed to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, to Las Vegas of all places. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even supposed to go to wherever it was. It was supposed to go to Las Vegas. This was... <laughs> I watched it as a kid, I watched it as a teenager, watched it as an adult now, and feelings have changed throughout those different times, <laughs> big time. As a kid, it was awesome because it was uh, space, uh, fighting, everything else, lasers, aliens, all the fun stuff. Teenager was more, I really enjoy this movie. This is what I liked about it. I'm going to watch it. But now that I'm an adult, 
I really like the fact that the character wanted more for himself. That's all he ever wanted was more. He didn't want to be in the trailer park. He didn't want to be just the maintenance person of the trailer park because that's pretty much what he was. But he wanted he wanted more, and then all of a sudden it hit him, and then he didn't want it, and then he went to it, and did something great, and ended up going back to the planet Rylos because that's where he was meant to be because he didn't want to be in the trailer park. And that's how I felt, that it was just so great to see him go out and accomplish something because sometimes you're looking for something, but then something finds you even though you don't think you're looking for that, but it still found you to do it. So you need to go and do it. You know, uh, that was, it's so crazy how you're wording that, right? Because uh, just to connect this from my live experience, I mean, you know, I was, you know, let's just say before I even started my podcast career, you know, I was just another guy, you know, working at another institution, right? And, you know, I realized that I wanted so much more for myself, right? And, you know, to do all that, to kind of go on this journey, it takes a risk. And, you know, you think to yourself, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Like, you know, I I don't know if I could actually do this. But then as the uh, gentleman, as that old guy, before... um, before Alex, you know, leaves the, uh, and we're not even going to talk about the fact that it looks like the DeLorean from Back in the Future, but that's another story <laughs> for another day. But, you know, he got, he basically goes up to him and says, did Chris Columbus, you know, decide not to go on his journey to discover the Americas? You know, it goes throughout that whole spiel, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, it's so powerful that, you know, some... Even if it's just a minute thing, or maybe it's just by chance you meet somebody, but for like someone to, you know, kind of push you to do something you didn't think was possible, it's kind of not only it was a cool little aspect in that movie, but it was also something that connected to me personally. And I that's what I really enjoyed about that movie. Yeah, I mean, that's what I noticed this time, like I said, this time around is that connection. Because I don't feel like I went out looking to podcast, kind of like this is my hobby, my own (laughs) pseudo career right now. Uh, I didn't go out looking for this. It kind of found me and by by a person, you know, Matt Johnson and everything else, it kind of found me, asked me to do it. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to do this. But then I ended up doing it. And now it's becomes so much bigger than what I thought it was going to be. Like having my own show, doing another show, uh, Facebook pages, making stuff for the Facebook page and everything else is just absolutely huge. And that's the one thing I really did is we can't, and I took from it as well as you can't be afraid to do something. You just got to do it when it goes out and finds you. Yeah, and you know it's it's so funny because uh, as I alluded to in the beginning here, you know forex trading. You think that's something that a lot of people you know know about? No. And do you think a lot of people would be apt to take that risk? Probably not, because you know there is a potential to to lose money, just like any particular investing out there. But you know sometimes you just got to be like, boom, just do it. You know. Just trust yourself that you're going to be able to, let's take it to podcasting back, you know, trust yourself that you're going to be able to succeed, be able to tell a story and be able to entertain the audience no matter which way you can. That is definitely true. And now to get into another question, as 
You've never seen this up until, what, about a week ago or so? I literally put in the movie today. I actually oh, was did? able to, because I, I, I was so busy this weekend with a bunch of other things and all that, that, uh, you know, Tuesday I was like, okay, I actually got to see this movie because I knew you were going to want to get this episode out and you were going to be disappointed with me if I didn't watch this movie. And I was just like, okay, let's just sit down. No distractions. Let's get this done. So yeah, I, th- as we are talking right now, as I have joined the Zoom call, I have just finished the movie. <laughs> what were your overall feelings about this movie considering that it's from i believe before you i would say before your time oh it's definitely before my time i was (laughs) negative 11 folks i was negative 11 years old when this movie came out (laughs) (laughs) so there you go so how did you feel about seeing this movie for the very first time other than what we talked about, let's get into, you know, other than the story. Kind so, of, well, just give me everything, actually. Just, I'm not even going to, not even going to hold you back. Give me what so, you got for it. So, so here's my overall impression. So when you sent me this movie and I'm looking at the beginning credits, I'm thinking to myself, is this another Star Wars? Am I actually looking at another Star Wars film? Because I'm going to tell you what, I was like, okay. I'll watch it, but if I feel like this is another Star Wars thing, I'm going to be like, oh, here we go. Because, you know, when you hear space opera, right? Because this is a space opera film. You know, this is sort of like a space opera film, even though it's kind of 80s-centric, if you want to give it that vibe. But space opera, you think of Star Wars. You And maybe even Star Trek, if you want to go there. But those are really the only two film series that you really think about when it comes to a space opera film. So I saw, I'm, I'm sit, sitting through this movie. I'm like, okay, when are we going to get to like, you know, the, 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 the Luke moment, if you will. And it actually takes place in real time, modern time, or well, I guess 1980s, if you will. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's something different. I'll give the movie credit for that. Oh, they're actually talking about college. Oh, they're actually talking about real life things. Okay, perfect. Now I can actually enjoy this movie without being so star wars centric and then as the movie progressed and you kind of hear you know the kid wants to be something bigger than just you know you know uh just kind of stuck in that trailer park scenario i'm like okay i actually have a connection with the main character just like you because you know i want to be i wanted to be bigger than you know what i was previously i want to be a successful podcaster i want to be a, a successful forex trader in fact my facebook page you know the biography right there it says i am an aspiring podcaster forex trader so you know all that good stuff then we get into, you know, the heart, the meat and potatoes here. You get the big war with everything. And it was kind of cool just to see, you know, the kid who actually has a chance to be something bigger than life. You know, uh, what's the expression, right? You feel like you, you're a big, the big fish in the pond, but now you're the little fish in the, in the ocean sort of thing like that. Yeah. So if you got that kind of feeling from, from Alex and you're like, oh, oh is he going to actually back out of this? But then for him to come back and then for actually for him to essentially just be, you know, be that person to do great things, you know, be that person that's able to do, you know, a great thing for the universe. You know, it it, it was a really touching, you know, film, how the journey went. And for me, it was definitely an enjoyable film to watch and it definitely surpassed my expectations. See, that's what I was hoping for, because this is, 
when you see it, you do think Star Wars. And it's not Star Wars. It's Star Wars-esque, I would have to say. Yeah. Probably this is a year or so after Return of the Jedi came out. And I think they were trying to capture some Star Wars magic as well. I don't believe there was ever a toy line for this at all either. There was a crappy Thank video. God. <laughs> there was a crappy video game for the NES, but it didn't come out until like 1987 or something. So three years after the movie, you get, you get a video game for it. <laughs> but it, it becomes its own, like you said, because it's set in modern times and it shows the character and the character is very relatable that you want to do something more and you want to do more. And what the other thing that I really liked about it is the community. The trailer park was just one big community. And in the beginning, when they start yelling to each other, you know, she needs to watch her soap opera. If she doesn't watch her stories, she's going to get mad. And it was like a telephone of just yelling which was awesome because it reminded me of an old neighborhood as well because that's before cell phones and that's this is way before cell before phones. Before technology. Right? Yes, before technology. <laughs> <laughs> you had a computer in your home. You were like, wow, what do your parents do for a living? So that was the one thing that I grabbed from this. And then the, the little brother was coming into the comic relief as well. I did enjoy him where he's going around shooting the little gun and everything else. So that was the one thing. And I do feel there was the little side story in there as well, but they didn't really capitalize on it. The, uh, I can't remember what his name was. The, the emperor that took over that wanted to destroy the frontier. Yeah. And then his father was a part of the, the whole entire, was like the, the president of the Star League. And they had this, but yet they didn't kind of elaborate on it. I would, that was probably my one thing where I wish they would have elaborated more on in the movie is that whole break in the father-son relationship. But I mean, to me, it felt like, you know... At least when I saw like that initial interaction, like I think it was just there for me to signify, okay, this is how crummy the bad guy is. This is how crummy the emperor is. So, and then especially not to get too graphic on the here on the show here, kitties, but when you see that freaking laser melting that guy's face off the spot, yeah. then it's just like, oh, this ain't a game anymore, kid. This is real life. <laughs> Did you see him do you? Alex was not like he was like, oh no, I don't want to deal with this at all. Uh uh. <laughs> I love the translator too, where they put the translator right on and then all of a sudden you can hear what everybody's saying. That was probably, that's still one of my favorite parts is that he can't hear anybody. Everybody's just talking every other language. And all of a sudden they put one little thing on the collar of his shirt and then all it's of a like, sudden it's oh, working. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the partner too. And, uh, Greg, Grig was awesome. I thought Grig was really great. I wish we could have seen more of him as well. You know, you talk about his family and everything else, and that's I think that's where Alex realized that he definitely 100% had to do it. He was a little reluctant when they were still in there, but then he started seeing the families and stuff, which was awesome, is that 
Even though we are far away from each other, you know, even space or anything else, we are, we are, the common ground is what I'm trying to get at, is that the common ground between them two, he's a space alien, he's this human, but they all have families, and they needed to defeat this guy and to I think, protect their families. And I think that's what's so cool about this film and how it differs a little bit with Star Wars with Star Wars, you get the sense that every race, including humans and all all the other creatures right there, you know, that yeah. they they got along. Like, you know, you got their like kind of, you know, that they belong in, in their sort of thing. So it was like, you know, it, you didn't really kind of see like a, a disdain or like, you know, kind of like that difference between all these races. But then you get this guy from Earth, the way that they set up that story, you know, he gets over there, doesn't know exactly what's going on, not even really supposed to be there, mind you. But then he's able to develop those relationships, the connections with Grig, and especially with all the other races that are out there. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, this is kind of like... um it's kind of cool just to see, you know, the big, that concept of, you know, we are, there's an actual reason why, you know, this Star Wars universe could work. And, you know, this could potentially be the beginning of everything. I, I, I you know, I don't, I, I don't know how to necessarily explain it, you know, proper like, but it was just kind of cool just to see that connection start from there that we didn't really get to see from Star Wars. Yeah. Um... It was like very Star Wars esque. I thought I grabbed more from the New Hope when they did the where he was the last. You know, he was going to be the big time, the big time guy, and everything else as well. That was the one thing that I kind of saw the connection from Star Wars and a little bit of the space battle as well. What did you think about the lovely, beautiful? 1984 CGI effect. Um, <laughs> well, let's just say that uh, 1980 CGI is 1980 CGI for a reason. Was it absolutely wonderful? Was it stunned? Was it, you know, groundbreaking? Pro not for me, you know, someone who's been through 90s, 2000, 2010 movies, <laughs> but I can understand how back in your days, my good friend Andrew, you know, this stuff would, <laughs> must have been groundbreaking for you. <laughs> it was. I think it still holds up for me today as well. I, I, uh, God bless you, but I don't think so. <laughs> really? Come on. There's no. Oh, oh, really? You want to go back? Good. No, 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 no. You want to go back to the car scene. You want to go back to when, you know, the car was kind of going in and then he, they were trying to get into space. That looked like the free freaking um that looked like a playstation beta video game that you had going on over there not even the the first playstation the classic i'm talking like playstation 0 0.5 that's how good the graphics are i thought it was i i don't know <laughs> i think i thought it was i they're not the best but they're not the worst i've seen no, they're not the worst. I, I've definitely seen some absolutely awful C CGI in different movies. This wasn't the worst thing. Yeah, I, I could see. I could see where I knew we were going to have a difference in opinion in this area <laughs> because, like you said, you you're younger than me, so you you've seen it. You've seen it grow. You've seen it grow. 
And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to deal with this. This is, this is good enough for me in CGI. And I could see that's was one of the things I wanted to ask you when you agreed to do this is I made sure that you kind of would enjoy the movie. Cause I already asked you, I was like, do you like sci-fi? Do you like video games? You were like, yeah. So I was like, okay, you're going to enjoy this movie. You may not like love it, but I know you're going to probably enjoy it. And then the next thing I was like, how does he feel about the CGI? So you pretty much answered that for me. So I will say this. I will say this. So CGI jokes aside, what I really like about this film is, you know, and this is what I kind of like about 1980s films for me. They kind of have a special kind of story vibe, you know, especially, you know, space movies nowadays. I really just don't get like that kind of magic in a lot of films nowadays that I got from this movie. Like, you know, it felt like an hour. It was definitely an hour and 40 minutes. But for me, I was like, oh, you know, I'm wanting more. I'm wanting to see where they can go with this. But, you know, with a lot of space movies nowadays, it's just like, okay, can we, can we, can we wrap this up? Can we, I I don't need to stay here for like two hours and 30 minutes. Can we, can we pick up the pace, please? You ever seen Star Trek, the original motion picture from 19, I want to say 79? Nope. (laughs) That movie, I got maybe an hour into it and I was knocked out. That bad, huh? Yeah. If you're going to watch any of the original Star Trek movies, speaking of like hour and 30, you know, come on, let's go, let's go. Only watch even numbers. Do not watch any of the odd numbers for those. That is what I've heard from. uh, There's another guy that I listened to, the Nostalgia Critic, and uh, he has he said the same thing. Like, stay away from the odd numbers. Only Mm -hmm. go with the even numbers. (laughs) Because it didn't get good until Wrath of Khan, which is number two. So you always want to stick with the even numbers if you're going to go Star Trek. Just stick with the even numbers. Or just stay away from those movies at all and just watch the TV. <laughs> it's the other thing. I'm a next generation guy, so I'm not into too much of the older ones, but it's this how I look at it. But I didn't think I think this movie is something that most people should should watch. You know, at some point, if you are into sci-fi and you haven't watched it, then I think you need to watch it because it is a good change of pace. And I think the other great thing about it is, too, is that you can watch it with a person that's not even into sci-fi. As you mentioned, with the modern times, where it's not so much everything is centered around space and aliens and everything else. There is a there is a love interest and stuff like that as well. It's a little bit more human than I would say most sci-fi movies ever get. So that's one thing. I know my wife will probably never watch it. I mean, I mentioned that it's called The Last Starfighter. She'll probably tell me I'm stupid and she doesn't watch those movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll say this. I mean, for take it from a guy that... You know, I, I like Star Wars. I do like sci-fi. But when you told me about this movie initially and I was like lo- looking at it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's another Star Wars film, you know. So I do want to, you know, 
advise to the audience out here that the last starfighter is actually is definitely different from star wars it is definitely a great time for everybody i really enjoyed this film and i wouldn't mind showing it to my friends you know for uh for for a party or two okay i got one more question for you all right all right there has been rumors for years and supposedly they're pretty much nailing it down do you think this movie needs a sequel or do you think it just needs to be left alone? No, 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 no. Stop with the sequels. Stop with the remakes, okay? I, I don't want to get in my soapbox here, but Andrew, <laughs> you have opened the door for me, so be warned. Do it. You, do listen, it. listen. Hollywood, you have done remakes. You have done sequels. You have done prequels. You have done sequels for prequels. You have done prequels for sequels. Enough. Enough. Just give <laughs> Give us something that's original, original. Just no, no, no. <laughs> that was actually pretty much my rant when I was finding out after I watched all seven Police Academy movies. And I was doing a retrospect on them. You can catch that out in the archives if you want to. Um, and then I found out they were going to do a remake. Or they were going to do another one, and I said it, it just needs to, it, it needs to stay where it is. Leave, do something original. Yeah, something original. Leave, I, I don't want to sell more of it. Leave the body in the grave. Don't beat the dead force. Leave the body in the grave. Okay, it's dead. It's done. Let's stare at the tombstone. Let's remember the good times, and then just leave everything alone. We we can't you can't always bring the stuff back to life. I know I've never watched the new RoboCop. I've only watched the first three. I don't want to watch the new one. I've never watched the new Total Recall. So I agree 100% with you that this does not need a sequel. This does not need a remake. It just needs to be left alone. He saved the frontier. Rylos is safe. Uh, Maggie went with him. I'm happy. That's all I got to say. And I'm guessing you're happy too as well with that. I mean, the, 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 the movie ended perfectly. It came to a fantastic resolution. You know, the Alex gets his girl. He gets Maggie. You know, the world, those universe is saved. You know, and then I guess uh, Lewis is now going to be playing and, you know, inspired to do something great, too. So that was that's touching. You know, now he's being a good role model for his little brother. But so with all that being said, there is no need for a sequel because the story ended perfectly. What, what, what are we going to talk about next? You know, Lewis doing his own thing. Like, come on now. Just stop. Can we just be, there are plenty of people out there that have original ideas. Let's do that, please. And thank you. There you go. See? All right. Let's get to the movie review rating system. I have a four point, I have a four point rating system. No stars, no nothing. And it goes from uh, the lowest is burn is burn the film horrible movie not suitable for any human or living thing's eye. One and done, a good movie, but not gonna watch it again. Rewatch would watch the movie again if bored. Favorite would watch the movie even if it's on cable TV. And how do you feel about this movie after hearing those four? So. 
We could definitely eliminate the the uh, last two, the one and done, the burn this film. That's definitely not this movie. It definitely deserves more of a rewatch. When I look at it more in introspective, I'm going to actually give this a, I would watch this on cable. I would watch this on cable because to me, this was, it's a favorite. It's definitely a favorite for me. It's a very enjoyable film. I really like the characters in this film. I really like the story. I really like the connection that Alex eventually has, you know, with this community, with his family, with the universe. It kind of, you know, it's so funny how this kind of film kind of transformed Alex in a, or the story, I should say, the adventure transformed Alex in a way. So, to, to have him do good and everything. So I would definitely give this film one rewatch, two rewatches, three rewatches, and as many rewatches as, <laughs> as humanly possible, you know, within a, within a, you know, a, a sane, a sane definition of rewatches. So I, I definitely put this as one of my favorites. I would agree with that as well. I think it's not perfect movie. Is an Academy Award relating to Oscar movie? No, there's some plot holes. There's some things that they could have done better. There's or not so much plot holes, but things that they didn't elaborate on that you kind of would like more background. But the ultimate story behind it with Alex plays out perfectly, ends, finds something bigger than himself, gets the girl, everybody lives happily ever after. And I think that's what makes it the movie that it is. So definitely I would go favorite as well. So with that being said, thank you, Jordan, for coming back on. And to everybody out there, oh, forgot, do you got anything you want to talk about other than keeping it 100 or anything like that? Yeah, so I do want everyone to check out some of my uh, Instagram posts on Jordan Rosario 8097 because there have been two particular episodes that I have guest appeared on while Keeping It 100 has been taking a break. I have actually been able to interview with my good friend, Nithin Ravachandra, former NFL player, Wally Williams on the NR Hour podcast. So I would definitely check that out. That was, you know, this is my first NFL player that I actually interviewed. <laughs> and I it was so crazy that I was able to get into that interview. So I appreciate everything that Nithin did to set up that interview for me. Definitely a treat. Definitely a wonderful conversation, a wonderful story. So <laughs> check that out. And then I was able to also go on to the Ghosted podcast with my good friend, Abby Rosenblum. You know, she has been a very important person in terms of the Keeping It 100 podcast. Why would I say that? It's because she actually, when she launched her, uh, the social, which is a matchmaking business out here in Denver, Colorado, that's going to, you know, not only spread to America, but it's spread to all, all over the world. Just watch out for that. But when she had her launch party, that's actually when Leo, Desmond, and I first met. So she's been a very integral part, very integral part of Keep It at 100. Actually did her podcast about dating, uh, and I actually got to guest appear in her latest episode. So definitely check out the NRR, check out the Ghosted podcast, my guest appearances, and we're hopeful that Keeping It 100 is going to be coming back this Sunday for everyone to watch the latest episode on Monday. So there you go. Keep a lookout for Keeping It 100 podcast. 
And you can always catch me on the BICP Radio Network. Uh, I just started uploading videos to YouTube of playing some lovely retro games. Check that out. Check out the Facebook page. Make sure you like it. Great stuff going there. And you can also catch my history and review of pop culture on the Helium Radio Network every Friday at 7 p.m. And also YouTube. But you can catch these episodes, like I said, all the time on the BICP Radio Network, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And with that being said, I would like to say good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We could do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.